Likuti Sikha is Chelik Yutes, volume 19, the Sikha Fachaf Av. In this Sikha, the, the Rebbe would delve into a very interesting concept, a discussion about an established observance which happens to fall out on a Shabbos and obviously is forbidden to be carried out on Shabbos. The question is, should it be postponed to Sunday or perhaps advanced to Friday? Now, just to familiarize ourselves with several concepts and personalities and ideas that are mentioned in this Sikha. First of all, Chaf Av, the 20th of Av, is the, marks the yard site of the Rebbe's father, Hagoyin, Hamekubal, Hachosid, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Zatzal, who passed away as a result of his exile by the Soviet government for spreading Yiddishkeit in Almaty, and there he's, where, he's, uh, where he's buried. Um, a concept in halacha, a carbon. Are you allowed to offer a carbon on Shabbos? Well, the rule is that exclusively and only a carbon tzibur, that is a mandatory communal offering, is allowed to be offered on Shabbos. A personal offering, especially a voluntary elective offering, is not allowed to be offered on Shabbos. It has to be offered either before or after Shabbos. Another thing, when it comes to vows, nidodin, one makes a vow. The vow, the, the, the specifics and the ramifications of the vow are established based on what the common person has in mind or what that particular person had in mind while pledging that vow. In other words, while obligating themselves by that vow. Now let's go to some personalities in this sikha. The Rif. The Rif is Rabbeinu Yitzchak Alfasi. You can always find it in the back of a Gemara. Any particular Mesechta, when you flip the pages, you will suddenly see a group of pages, almost like an, another tractate. It looks very similar to the Gemara, has the same uh, page, so to speak, the same imagery as the Gemara, the same layout, that is. It has a text, and then around it has a Rashi, and sometimes even an other Mepharshim, a Tosvis, or what have you. Now, what is this Rif? The Rif is basically a synopsis that was written by Rabbi, by Rabbi Yitzchak Alfasi, with the conclusions of the Gemara. That means he doesn't quote all the back and forth, all the discussions, all the debates. Rather, he only quotes the actual words of the Gemara that are pertaining to the Halacha as he sees it. Now, on the Rif, as I said, on the margin, you find a Pirush Rashi. Well, it's actually very debatable. Rashi himself did not write that Pirush. However, there's much debate as to who exactly compiled it or is it authentic or not. But the bottom line is that typically you can see a correlation between the Rashi and the actual Gemara and the Rashi that's quoted in the Rif. In other words, whoever compiled it took it from the Rashi in the Gemara. Sometimes, however, it's not exactly the same as we will see in the, in the actual Sikha. However, in footnote number 8, in Ha'ara 8, the Rebbe makes the point that even though there's a debate about it, however, the fact is that whenever possible, we have to try to reconcile between these two, because perhaps maybe it did come from Rashi. So certainly it's always best, it's always preferable to reconcile the two. Another personality that's, me- that's mentioned in the Sikha, the Rugged Shavar Goyen. This is the great genius, Rabbi Yosef Rosen, who was born in a city called Ragachov, that's why he goes by that name, the Ragachov Goin. He was the Hasidic rabbi of the of the, of the, of the, the Rav of the Hasidic community in the city of Dvinsk. 
the Rebbe considers him one of the greatest Ga'inim of all times. And to the, expre- to the extent that the Rebbe once expressed regarding his Ga'inus, his genius in learning Torah and his style, the breakthrough style in learning Torah, that had he been in the time of the Tanoim, of the Mishnaic sages, perhaps he would have been one of the greatest then too. And enjoyed, so to speak, notoriety. So let's go into the Sikha itself. The Rebbe says, as discussed many times, regarding the 20th of Av, that this is one of the nine times of, quote, the wood of the Koyanim and the, and, the, and the people. What does this mean? Like the Gemara relates, that when the exiles came up from Bavel to rebuild and to establish the second base of Mikdash, they found that the Lishka, the chambers where they, were, where they had to store all the wood, were depleted, were empty. So there were several families, families that donated, that committed themselves to bring wood, to provide the wood for the Mizbeach, for the continuous fire in the Mizbeach, and for the purpose of offering the Karbanais from, uh, from their own money, from their own account. And therefore, the Chachamim, the Nevi'im at the time established that those families should annually bring wood on that very same day when they initially the first time brought the wood. And for them, it's considered to be a yontif that they offered a special carbon. And to the extent, this was so important to the extent that even if they come and they bring wood at the time when the, the wood chambers, the wood storage, as full of wood, there's enough wood, still they would prefer to take from their wood, this was so special, and use that on that given day for the offerings on the Mizbeach. Now the Gemara Megillah, on Daf Hayom et Aleph, the Gemara says there in the Mishnah, that what happens when Chaf Av falls out on Shabbos, when of course you can't bring the carbon, let alone they can't bring the wood, but they can't bring the carbon because it's a personal carbon. Then says the Gemara, you postpone it and you don't advance it. You bring it on, they would they would celeb- they would have their celebration, the fulfillment of their special day on Sunday. And then the Gemara, also, the Mishnah also enumerates other several uh, significant dates where, quote, you push it off and you don't um, advance it. What are those dates? Tisha of the Korban Chagiga, which was the festive offering, which was brought in conjunction with every carbon, and the Mitzvah of Hakel. Hakel is when the second day of Sukkot on the year preceding Shemitah, when they would gather to Yerushalayim and they would make a special uh, dais, a special platform on which the king would stand and read the Torah to all the Yidin. Now, when it comes to these latter three, that is Tishabov, Chagiga, and Hakel, the Gemara gives an explanation. The Gemara gives a reason. Why is it that you push it off, that you postpone it and you don't advance? It says the Gemara, when it regards to Tishabov, it says, because Egdumai One does not advance calamity. And regarding Hakel and Chagiga, the Gemara says, that the time of their obligation has not yet arrived, and therefore, if you do it earlier, you, you haven't done the mitzvah. There's no obligation yet for it. And therefore, the Gemara says, these are the reasons why the Mishnah says you postpone it. But regarding the Chaf Av, regarding the Korban Ha'etzim, that the Gemara does not give any reason. Now, Rashi does explain. However, there's a discrepancy between the Rashi that's brought down in the Gemara and the Rashi on the Rif. In the Gemara, Rashi says, quote, Akati He quotes the words of the Gemara, 
that the time of the obligation has not yet arrived. And he says, if you're going to advance it, then you're not going to fulfill the obligation. And therefore, he says that since they have an established time, it's like a nether, it's like a vow. And therefore, if you're going to bring it earlier, you haven't, you haven't fulfilled your vow because the obligation of the vow has not yet come. So therefore, if you bring it on Friday and the 19th of love, it's not going to work. So in other words, Rashi is establishing that the reason why by the carbon of the Eitzim, why you don't advance it, why you don't bring it earlier, is because, quote, the obligation has not yet arrived. However, in the Rif, the Rashi that appears in the Rif over there, he says, quote, you postpone it till after Shabbos. Why? Because the time of Erev Shabbos, meaning Friday, still belongs to the prior family, the family that brought it last week. And, quote, they do not want, they do not wish to, that their time should be encroached upon and somebody else should go bring wood while it's still their time. And therefore, says Rashi, you push it off. So according to this, it comes out, it would seem, theoretically, that if you can go consult with them and ask them their permission, perhaps if they concede, then you would be allowed to bring it on Friday. So that really raises the question, how come the mission establishes as a fact that you can never do it earlier? Now you see clearly the discrepancy, just to summarize. According to the Rashi, the Gemara, the reason is because the obligation has not arrived. According to the, the way Rashi seems to explain it in the Rift, it comes out that the reason is because they don't want to be encroached upon. But that's otherwise, theoretically, the obligation could be done earlier. That's what it seems Rashi is saying. Okay? says, Rebbe, this has an ob- a ramification. This has an application in other types of instances. Where do you see that? In the Gemara Yerushalmi, there's a machlekes between two sages, two Amirayim, in the following type of instance. What happens if there is a, an account of tzedakah, called, the Gemara calls it a kiss of tzedakah, literally a, a pocket of, of, money, of tzedakah, and there are poor people who need to be provided for, but there's no money there, it's depleted. So the question is, could the Gabai, the treasurer, the person in charge, could they loan money to the account of tzedakah, provide for the needs of the poor, and now later when somebody pledges, somebody makes a nether to give tzedakah and fulfills their pledge by writing a check, by giving money to the tzedakah account, now could they take that money and pay back for what they've already given to the poor people? And one says you could do it, and the other one says you can't. says it's not allowed. The rugged shaver going, we mentioned already in the introduction who he is, he explains that the reason for the one who has the opinion that you're not allowed to do it is because of this Rashi that's in the Gemara. Remember the Rashi in our Gemara says that you cannot advance and you cannot do it prior to when the obligation actually takes effect. So the rugged shaver likens it to that and he says... Because when a person is giving tzedakah, he's making a vow, a pledge is a vow. And now, if you're going to give it for something that had already occurred before, the mitzvah, that means the mitzvah had already been fulfilled before, then it would come out that you fulfilled the mitzvah before the time has come, because the time hasn't come until you made the vow. That's the way the Raghat Shavar explains it. Okay, and he associates it with this Rashi. And according to this, it would come out, think about it, that if you were to consult the Rashi that's on the reef, that says that only it's only a matter of the people would not would, would not want to be encroached upon, then it would come out that perhaps you're allowed to. 
Now here you have a discrepancy between one Pirush Rashi and another Pirush Rashi. Says the Rebbe will explain this by means of focusing in on the actual words, the precise words that Rashi uses, that Rashi on the reef. Remember those words, quote, and they don't want that anybody should encroach on their time. But if you think about it, let's analyze it. It doesn't seem to make sense. Who cares what they want? This whole observance of the Karbar Ha'etzim was established by the Nevi'im. Call it the Chacham. It was established by a higher authority. And therefore, it, it makes sense that if there was a rationale to advance it, to do it earlier, then you're allowed to do it earlier without any consideration of what they want or what they don't want. In other words, why does that play a role? It doesn't seem to make sense. What is Rashi really saying? Says the Rashi, says the Rebbe, that really, with these words we can appreciate that one Rashi is not negating the other, is not conflicting with the other, but rather this Rashi completes, or you can say complements, the Rashi in the Gemara. And here's how the Rebbe explains it. The obligation of the Korban Ha'etzim, this mitzvah, goes into the category of neder, of a vow. It's like they took upon themselves a vow, an observance. And therefore, what is most paramount in, in a neder? It's to know what was das hanoider, what was going through the mind of the person taking the vow while he was taking the vow. And since it is a common thing, it's an obvious thing, anybody knows, everybody realizes, that any given day on the calendar can fall out on various days of the week. Therefore, it's to be expected that at some point, Chafav will fall out on a Shabbos. And therefore, it's obvious that when they took upon themselves this this nether, in the time that they established it as, a, as, a, as a, an obligation, in while the Chneviyim established this as their nether, as their commitment of observance, of annual observance, they took it upon themselves in such a manner, knowing that the other family would not want to be encroached upon, so they'd made it in such a manner that never ever will it go prior to Chafav, never ever will it be observed in advance of Chafav, but rather that the established day is Chafav, and if and when Chafav falls out on Shabbos, the nether was established in such a manner that they're going to postpone it, they're going to do it afterwards. So it comes out that the Rashi and the Rif is only filling in the blanks, is only explaining the words of the Rashi and the Gemara where he said that you cannot do it earlier because the time of the obligation has not yet come. And therefore, this is such an obvious thing, concludes the Rebbe, that the Gemara didn't even have to say it because anybody who knows anything, basics about Nidorim, about the, the halachas of vows, knows and understands that you have to go by what was established, what was going through their minds, what was incorporated, so to speak, in their conscience while they were making the nether, while they were taking it upon themselves. So the Rebbe says that according to this, he actually maintains that you cannot use this Rashi in the Gemara as proof, as a reason for that machlekes regarding the tzedakah issue, if you recall, in the Yerushalmi, and he actually argues, he differs with the Ragachavar. Because the Rebbe says it's different. You cannot compare the two. It's like comparing oranges and apples. Over here, says the Rebbe, the way we just explained it, we just established it, is when they took upon themselves this observance, in other words, when they committed to this vow, 
they took into account that it's going to fall out on Chavav. And therefore, they established it in such a manner that if and when it falls out, Chavav falls out on Shabbos, that is, that they're going to postpone it. Whereas when a person makes a commitment to give tzedakah, essentially making a vow, and gives the tzedakah, he is unaware of what took place in the offices of the tzedakah organization. He's not aware at all. He is not, not he can't have in mind because he has no clue of what happened with the gabai while the poor person came to him and he didn't have money and he laid out money for tzedakah and therefore you can't compare the two. Says the Rebbe, from all this comes out something very interesting. A yard site that falls out on Shabbos. Now the minig is on a yard site. Everybody has the minig, the custom, to give tzedakah. It's, it's just like almost like once someone's parent passes away, once someone's, someone establishes a yard site, it's like almost given as if you're taking upon yourself a vow that you're going to give extra tzedakah for the nishama on the day of the yard site. Others also even fast, which you're not going to do on Shabbos. Question is, what to do when the yard site falls out on a Shabbos? When the yard site falls out on the Shabbos, what do you do? According to the rugged shaver, the way we explained it before, it would come out that you have to postpone it. Because, quote, the nether was established on, for, to be on Shabbos, and therefore you can never do it before. You can only do it afterwards. Because he maintains, and he goes according to the Rashi in the Gemara, without the complementary filling in of the blanks as the Rebbe did with the Rashi that's in the Rif. However, the way we explained it, the way we established it, it comes out that you should do it on, sh- on Friday. Why? Because any time one is accepted upon themselves a yard site, one is aware of the fact that that's not always going to fall out on the weekdays. One realizes, one knows, it's such an obvious thing that it may at some point, some, sooner or later, fall out on the Shabbos. And therefore, it's as if they took it into account and as if they already have taken in in the establishment in the committal to this vow, that when and if it falls out on Shabbos, if and when it falls out on Shabbos, they're going to do it earlier, and therefore there's no issue. Note that this sikha the Rebbe said on a Shabbos, on Chaf Menachem of Tavshin Chav Zayin, Chaf of fell out on Shabbos.